The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. Mothership, everybody. Steph here. Brooke and Noli are spending some time with their family right now. Great to see you here. Hope you guys have all been doing well. Hey, you know, have you ever needed that extra boost when you felt curious about trying something new or expanding your horizons, but then you encountered maybe some self-doubt and you're kind of unsure and kind of toss it in the back there. Well, tonight we have some help and we have some motivation and maybe that extra boost of energy that you're looking for. We're joined by Suzanne Nakano. She is one of the many authors of the book called Ignite the Hunger in You. Thanks so much, Suzanne, for joining us on Mothership. Well, thanks so much for having me, Stephanie. It's just an honor and a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm so excited to hear all about your book because, I mean, you're not an author by trade. You're one of 35 people who contributed to this book. You're actually an award-winning realtor, right, and the president of your own real estate company. So share with us how you even got started in this book that aims to motivate people. Yes, a friend of mine had published the predecessor to this book, which is called Ignite Possibilities. Mm -hmm. So she sent me an email that said, uh, I'm one of the authors in that book, and I congratulated her, and I asked her, well, how did you get involved with the book? And then I let her know that I have little stories in me, which I don't consider myself a writer, but... It's just that whenever I meet inspiring people, such as you, Stephanie, Thanks. I, I can't help myself. I, I write stories about what I observe, and I give it to them as gifts. And it's been a very rewarding experience, both for the recipient and for myself. So those are the kind of stories that um, I have written, and it's only because I can't control myself that people live inspiring lives, and I just write about it. So it's, I guess, ignited a passion within you to, to share these stories so that it could have a positive effect and make a difference in other people's lives. Well, those stories are not shared. They're only shared with the people that I give them to. Oh. So it was just that um, observations of, of people who have just in their lives done things that are to me were honorable. And so, you know, I, I just wrote about that and I gave it to them. And one of the interesting things I learned about this, having had 
uncontrollably written, you know, for, you know, people, uh, what I observed is that they weren't, they weren't aware of how they were honorable. It's just, it was kind of an interesting experience for me that um, there is all this goodness in them and that somebody recognized it and pointed it out. And, and what did that do once they recognized that? Uh, that they, they, the reaction was usually, oh, and they were pleasantly surprised. And in one event, uh, this couple was just emotionally overcome. And the reason why they're emotionally overcome is because they were recently criticized actually uh, for, um, uh, and it was unjustified, criticized uh, for a lack of integrity of the very point that I had wrote about their lives as I felt was extraordinary. So it was a 180 degree difference from the criticism that they had received. And to experience two extremes, uh, they were overcome with emotion. Mm. So I read that this book, Ignite the Hunger in You, is filled with a lot of ignite moments. Can you yeah. share with us what, what is that all about? Uh, it's a moment where you have an experience that's life-changing, that you have an aha moment and that um, your life has changed for the better. So can you share with us a little bit about what your goal was in contributing to this book and maybe share a little bit about your contribution? Uh, yes, my goal in contributing to the book was to um, help people to invigorate their lives. And I think especially at a time in this world where people are desperate to hear something good and positive and to encourage, be encouraged. And I think to have hope that um, in humanity and in uh, mankind and also in themselves to be able to make a turn as I became aware and I, I did. And e each of the 35 stories in the book, by the way, um, it's great that there's different aspects, different you know, challenges that people had, adversities that they overcame. So I think it's a good book because it's going to resonate with someone. You know, there's, there's something in there. Are these all individual personal uh, accounts? Yes, individual. This is my diversity, adver um, adversity stories and how I overcame it and how you can overcome it. It's the how-tos are at the end of each chapter. And would you mind sharing with us your personal account? Sure. Well, I understand that people don't like to hear the scores at the end of a sports game. Neither do they want to hear the end of the story at in the movie before they see it, you know, before they see these events. So I'm going to give you just a little sneak peek at my story. Is that okay? Of course, of course. Okay. So in the early 2000s, I lived and worked in Tokyo. And at that time, I really loved to uh, invite my friends over and I would make my uh, specialty was Hawaiian beef stew. And, and the, re <laughs> yeah, the reason why I made Hawaiian beef stew was because it was easy for me. And my secret was that I used the Hawaiian taro pancake mix as a thickener. And so my Japanese friends would be thrilled that they could have Hawaiian beef stew because it was a little different flavor for them. 
So it was a, a menu that I always put out when I invited my friends over. And one night I invited my girlfriend and her mother to dinner. And my girlfriend's mother is a champion flower grower. Uh, so much so that she traveled, aside from getting all these awards, uh, she also travels remote parts of the world like the Amazon just to study rare flowers. And uh, I also had a different set of friends that had given me some potted cosmos plants. And if you don't know what the cosmos flower looks like, it's like wild daisies and they're on very wiry thin stems. And they always bob in the breeze. They're very kind of delicate looking. So these uh, potted plants that I got from my friends, they're beautiful and I put them on my lanai and I cared for them, I spoke to them and they were beautiful. But as time passed, the flowers fell, the leaves fell, the branches turned brittle and black actually. And I was ready to toss them out thinking that they were either dead or on their way to death. That it was, it was a toss out situation. But because I had my girlfriend's mother, who's a flower expert in my apartment, I thought, well, let me get the expert's opinion. So we went to Myla and I, and she looked the flowers over and, and she ordered, bring me a rubbish bag. And so I went to the, get the rubbish bag and she started vigorously and radically just breaking all the branches off, just everything so much that it went down pretty much to the stubs. And her daughter exclaimed what I was thinking, aren't you stripping away too much? That's when it happened. I felt this feeling just come over me. It just overwhelmed my entire body. I, I, I can't explain it, just it was overwhelming. And the hair on the back of my neck just stood up and God spoke. Sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, you know, it's, what, when did you publish? When was this book actually published and released? On December 6th. And by the way, you can read the rest of my story on, December, uh, on page 190. Ah, okay. We'll have to bookmark that and write that down as we yes. listen some more. And I love these teasers because it is igniting the curiosity in me. Now. Yes, yes. So now you have to read the rest of the story. What did he say? Yes, but you know, I mean, um, just by what you've shared already, it's really very intriguing and um, eye-opening, and it makes me want to know more about uh, you know what effect that experience had on you and how it awakened you inside. But I feel like you know, this book could help so many people today because, you know, during the pandemic, I feel like it's forced so many people to take a closer look at maybe what they put off for so long and not necessarily like duties and chores and, you know, every run of day run of the mill stuff, but maybe personal issues too. I mean, you know, so many people were forced to be on lockdown. So many people were forced to change the way that they live and their routines so much so that they've had to take a closer look at themselves, you know, and, and see and self-reflect. So I feel like your book could really help in that sense. Do you kind of agree about the way that the pandemic has kind of forced folks to kind of take another harder look at themselves and maybe what really matters these days? Yes, 
agreed in it entirely. And that's the reason for me writing this story to hopefully impact and ignite things in people to make a change. And the, the theme of the book, of course, is overcoming the adversity and how to do it. But uh, for my story in particular, it is about looking at your life and seeing, because of the flower aspect to it, the application of a pruning, removal of what could be an entanglement for you or hindering in the case of, of flowers. If you don't have an expert that's really doing the pruning and cutting away the things that could hinder a, a bloom, that you won't in the next season have a magnificent bloom. I already understand that you don't want to give away too much. And I, and I don't blame you because, you know, you want people to read the book, obviously. But what, what do you feel and think that people will come away with after they do read your book? Do you think that they will also experience an awakening and maybe it'll definitely uh, create positive change in their lives? Yes, because it's a practical uh, application that you have at the end of each chapter. And there's also questions, self-reflective questions. And I believe that they're good questions for people to ask that they might have not thought about before. And, you know, of course, to, to dig a little bit deeper than they normally would. And who would you say specifically this book is for? Is it just for men, women, even teenagers? Is there a specific audience that it's geared to? It's for anyone who is desiring sincerely for a positive change. We can't ignite the positive change unless there's the hunger to do it. And that's the reason for the title. It's ignite the hunger in you. So no, no one can help us or we can't help ourselves unless we have that hunger to change. Would you say that you're at the stage in your life now after having gone through so many different experiences and then writing this book that you have all the answers on how to ignite the hunger in you or where are you in your life personally and, and what do you foresee for yourself? Yes, that's an excellent question, Stephanie. I, you know, it's we never attain things. I believe it's a continuous growth thing. So it's always a situation and seasonal thing about pruning and blooming. So and, and even amidst the blooming, there's still challenges. No, I don't think anyone really lives a perfect life. And uh, but it's just basically, I think the book will respond to people by giving them hope and applications amidst their challenges. Is this one in a series? Is there a continuation? Yes, this is a 17th book in a series of, yes, Ignite books. So they're all Ignite and, you know, whatever the theme is. Okay. And I know that uh, you are going to be uh, busy with book signing and meeting a lot of people. So just congratulations, you know, on that and, and getting your book out. That is really fabulous, really wonderful. I'm so excited for you. And, you know, as always, we like to end our podcast with an inspirational quote after all the words of wisdom that you shared with us. Is there one that you have to share with us tonight? Yes, it's and it's in the book. It's, um, uh, yes, a genuinely radiant life cannot be bought. It must be cultivated. 
I can envision the, the plant there being cultivated and that you must have that know-how and the applications on how to foster its growth. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. Thanks so much, Suzanne, for sharing with us. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, definitely. And I wish you all the best of luck. And hey, folks, go and read Ignite the Hunger in You. Suzanne, you planted a lot of seeds now to make us <laughs> about that. Thanks so much for sharing that with us and also opening our eyes to you know, what's really important out there and, and to take care of yourself. Take the time to take care of yourself as well. Yeah. Sure. All right. So that's going to do it for us here on Mothership and for all our listeners out there. Take care, stay well and be healthy. We'll see you next week. And Suzanne Nakano, thank you so much again for joining us. And thank you, Stephanie, for having me. Thank you very much. All right. Aloha. Aloha.